It's time to get get it. it. A chit chat catch up podcast where two far away cray cray bay phrase attempt to make sense of this mixed up world and make some nonsense along the way. Hey, hey, I'm Shay Shay. And in this year, the year of our Lord, 2021, all I want to do is have some fun. Hello, I'm Reb L. Limerick, and my lip gloss is popping. I'm sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about what's the deal with this pop life and when's it gonna fade It's time to get it. Get it. Oi, oi there. Reb. Oh, hello. Hey, howdy. Oh hi. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> greetings. We are actually in the same time zone. Not in the same room, but we're in the same time zone. At least we're in California. Yes, California. It's 75 degrees in the middle of winter. <laughs> Which is definitely uh, climate change, global warming concerning. But also, yes. I'm loving the sun, loving that good vitamin D. Mm-hmm. You know, Just sun like, on the skin. I picked some oranges from the neighbor's tree. Oh. <laughs> and when I say I picked, I mean... I brought out the picker and then tried to pick one. It fell in their hot tub. And then my mom was like, let me have that. And then she picked like 27 off of the neighbor's tree. Oh, wow. And I sat there with a bag. And then I scrubbed them. And soon I will juice them. Your neighbors have a hot tub? Yes. Um, are they Are they in your social bubble? Because you <laughs> get bubbling with your social bubble hey. in the hot tub. Actually, great story about that hot tub. That, that neighbor who's behind our building and kind of backs up to the shared patio of our apartment building. Mm-hmm. Um, they're an Orthodox Jewish family yeah. and there are like many kids and many young mothers. And they have a hot tub? And oh, they have yeah. a hot tub. And so oftentimes it's like there's the kids and the moms and then they're all playing and doing chores. And then there's the father, the patriarch of the household just... Yeah chilling in the hot tub and uh, while the while the chaos goes on and one time my mom was kind of spying over and he was reading something and then he flipped it over and she saw that it was the art of not giving a fuck (laughs) and and he was reading it (laughs) highly religious elder (laughs) wow wow in the hot tub it sounds like the most exciting thing that's happened to you is this uh, orange fiasco. But um, <laughs> in this world of, of there's drama, there's drama at the nation's capital. But we know about that. Is there any drama in the capital mm, of you? Wow, you, your capital. Um, drama with the capital D, and <laughs> with the capital O. T H. <laughs> no, I'm just one watching One Tree Hill be. To early 2016 drama, which is, you know, really kind of yes. seeping into my day-to-day life. Yeah. How about you? Any drama in your world? Well, I was actually trying to find out if you had any... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hint at sharing drama at home, in the family, in the extended oh, family drama. got it. Okay. I do have family drama. You also so. do not have to talk about that. It's okay. It's, you know, it's ongoing, but I think, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. My grandma... Um, my only living grandparent, my grandma, 91 years old, independent woman, living on her own, had a mini stroke the other day. And yeah. 
Um, she's in the hospital, but she seems to be like loving life in the hospital. Um, so she's like, she's like, she's like getting attention from the nurses and like getting served meals. And like, it seems to me that, um, she's enjoying the attention and the companionship because, you know, normally living alone, she's pretty lonely. Um, but it's kind of wild because the first sign that she had this stroke or that, you know, she was in the pre-stroke process. The PPP, uh, the pre, oh, PSP, pre-stroke P- process. Yes, that is she, the clinical she term. The, she was in the PSP and she was writing a grocery list to give to her son, my uncle. And she was trying to write the word bananas and she couldn't spell bananas. And then she like crossed it out and tried again and crossed it, is, it out. And, it's difficult. And got frustrated. I always have to refer back to you know, Gwen Stefani's hit song, Hollow Back Girl, mm. when I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's B-A-N-A-N-A-S, right? Uh, yeah. and is your mother, is your, is your grandma a fan of Gwen Stefani? That might help. Ah, uh, yeah, I, she actually probably is because she watches The Voice, so. Oh, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's, but you know, current Gwen is a little different than True. B-A-N-A-N-A-S Gwen. Yeah. And so then she was uh, trying to get the word for for Cheerios, she was kind of in the breakfast mindset, and she said cuckoos instead. And she kept trying cuckoos, trying to say Cheerios, cuckoos. So my grandma literally went cuckoo bananas. <laughs> this is not. This is not a setup for not a joke. A joke. This, this is not is a drill. Literally, what this happened shit in my is family? Bananas. Yeah, and so they're MRI scanning her brain and hopefully everything's going to be okay. But hopefully they locate the the breakfast the breakfast food category <laughs> that you know the gland in your brain the synapse that controls that section hopefully they they can zero uh, in on that. Brain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um I recently watched a very old episode of Grey's Anatomy where they were performing brain surgery on Wilder Wilmer Valderrama. Do you remember him from that 70s show? He played Fez looking back Highly problematic character or problematic de- char- de- depiction of a person of color. Um, but he, the character in Grey's Anatomy plays the guitar and he has to get brain surgery and he doesn't want to lose his ability to play the guitar. So they do the surgery with him awake playing oh. the guitar. Oh my God. <laughs> and not only is he getting his brain operated on, he's also hitting on one of the doctors at the same time. Wow. <laughs> multitasking brain surgery playing guitar and flirting Mm. my god wilmer valderrama the triple threat and Uh, actually well you know who (laughs) no keep going (laughs) i was gonna say we're so lucky we have a triple threat here with yes exactly what i was gonna say And actually, we have a triple threat multitasking queen with us here today. AKA that she has threatened us each three times, a triple threat. (laughs) Said, if you don't put me on that podcast, I'm going to stop being your only listener. (laughs) So against our will, we bring... Into your earlobes. <laughs> into your earlobes, yes. <laughs> Straight into the earlobe, yeah. <laughs> Just the lobe, here to pierce your ear. <laughs> here to pierce your ear is the one and only... Just, Just May! Hiya! It's me, Just May. Hiya, you're right. Now, Just May, we are so happy to have you here. I should tell the audience, you know, the, the, the one person besides you listening, who you are. You are a London-based drag performer, businesswoman, 
event host, merchandise designer, bingo bitch, um, fashion icon, pop culture enthusiast, and the world's number one. Let's expand it. The galaxy's numero uno, Jerry Hallowell. Yes, Ginger Spice, homage impersonator, depictor, person that's yeah. me as soon as it the as soon as the clock hit 1999 and she picked up the machiko latino hair i went you know what that ginger wig with the blonde streaks that's mine now that's me and i say 1999 because you know she had a few months after leaving the band where it was a weird strawberry blonde and you know what it was still a little bit ginger and we'll let her have it but as soon as that clock hit i went in i picked up that wig i was like that's mine she ain't never getting this back. And you've been doing that for approximately 57 years now. 57 years, yeah. My grandkids, they hate it. They won't even talk to me anymore. <laughs> so, Such a uh, sad Rebecca, story. Uh, if, you're, if, your grandma needs a new, if your grandma needs a new friend, uh, Jess May is available. Nana is That's Yeah, true. they can really relate. As we speak, I did, I did just become a... I, I transformed from a beautiful, well-rounded, foul-mouthed grandma into this questionable potato that sits before you on this podcast slash suit yes who do we have with us is it just may is it pete may is it is it nana i mean she'll she'll answer anything as long as you're paying her but unfortunately that's not the case here today (laughs) actually today today's episode is sponsored by just may merchandise it is and that is anything that you're willing for me to put a picture of my face on be that a swimsuit a bikini, underwear, stickers, t-shirts, phone cases. Uh, what else have I put my face on? Masks. masks. I saw masks. some fabulous masks, face masks. Yeah, masks. Um, your ex-boyfriend's asshole. Anything that you want me to put my face on, I honest to God will. What about current sexual partners? I mean, that's a choice. If you're polyamorous, if you're open, anything like that, then sure. If, you know, you are in a monogamous relationship, I'm not the kind of girl that will come in. No. Not a home wrecker. No. I just, as long as you don't tell your partner, then I'm happy for it to continue. Now, one of the reasons we brought you onto today's show is not only because... Apart from being your only listener. Yeah, one of our only listeners is because you are a pop culture enthusiast, would you say? Very much so. I I live my life according to pop culture. Whatever Dua Peeper says, I do. If you'll recall in one of our past episodes, I specifically ranted and raved about how much I do not understand Dua Lipa. This morning I was showering and listening to music and Dua Lipa's Boys Love Me, Boys Love Me, Boys Love Me, Boys Love Me, Boys. And Girls Will Be Women song came on. And then there's that one section where she says, if you're offended by the song, then you're probably doing something wrong. And it's like... I'm offended by the song because you are repeatedly enforcing the gender binary, okay? And I'm doing nothing wrong. What the fuck? I've not even heard that song. I've not even heard that song. It's the worst one of the recent album. Oh my god. She's one you want to X out. My favorite thing at the moment is a a Vogue advert that she's doing that likes to to pop up on my uh, Instagram. And she's doing a workout in this outfit that she clearly can't work out in and you can't even see her arms and she's like lift your arms and i'm like do a peepee you're so not funny that even this obvious comedy you fail to hit it's like the fact that you've failed for the past three years to actually hit a pop song dang she said it shots shots fired, fired. 
But if Dua Lipa would like to have me on any tours that she's doing in the foreseeable future, I am wide open and I will even listen to it upwards of two songs. <laughs> and learn no, none is, of the words. None of the words. That is so generous. <laughs> I won't lie, I barely even know the words to Jerry Halliwell's albums. So <laughs> Dua Lipa doesn't really stand a chance. Um, so I'm excited to have you. You are a pop culture icon in London and you are a pop culture enthusiast. And in today's episode, we're going to get popping. We're going to pop off. We're going to pop log and drop it. Pop log <laughs> and to start. We're going to pop pimples. We're going to be Dr. Culture Popper. Mm. Mm. A culture. Sometimes if you have a really bad pimple that's been popped, sometimes you have to take a culture and send it to the lab. So this is going to be, oh, no. this is, this is that process. I am, I am I, um, the person in the lab waiting, waiting for your spe- specimen. Get in the game. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to get into the game. Yeah, we're going to get into the game with a new game, a new game. It is uh, still in development as is everything in this world Mm, we are all learning and growing and this game is brand new information for me i have no idea what we're doing what we're about to do it's it's pretty much new for us as well because besides the name of the game which is not even that strong (laughs) a name we've not discussed how it works the game is called singer or icon and it is adapted from a game that we heard on one of our favorite podcasts, Lost Culturistas, which is called Star or Actress, where they give you the name of a famous actress and you have to decide whether or not she's an actual actress or she's just a star or she could be both. So we're going to do that with singers and decide if someone's a real singer, just an icon, or maybe they're both. Okay, okay. but the way you're saying just a star, just an icon. Yeah, not just. You, it has a negative connotation. I think it could be like the... Like, are they just a singer or are they an yes, icon? Yes, or are yes. they truly amazing singer or are they an icon? Okay, let's try to put them both on a similar positive level. Okay, equality. <laughs> equ- uh, Rebecca said equality now. <laughs> Basically, so, so the levels are, are you able to have a pop song? Are you able to appear as a singer for a one-time thing? Or... Are you able to do both and basically appear on The Masked Singer? Oh. Okay, so so see, The Masked Singer is something you're going to have to educate me on because I have only ever seen a clip or two on the interweb. Never seen it. Wow. Uh, only seen million billboards for it around Los Angeles. It's I everywhere. mean, it, it originated from America. Yeah, as many yeah. terrible things are. Yeah, and it's actually an iconic ph- phenomenon that is... Beyond words. Oh, wow. Are they getting big stars in masks? I mean, in season two, which is currently on in the UK, the, the, I, I say that for the uh, ones of twos of American listeners that may be listening. The American stars that they had in the first season, which were quite big, such as CeeLo Green and uh, Khalees, uh-huh. Uh-huh. are replaced by Sophie Elliott Speck star and... Martin McCutcheon mm. in season two. Okay, but those are those are like I know both those people. Yeah, I've like, actually performed on stage with Sophia Spexter twice. Thank you very much. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was Martin McCutcheon's stand-in on EastEnders for many a year. 
So yeah, they're like they're kind of getting people that people know the name of. It's not like when you watch uh, Dancing with the Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars, where you're like, "Who is this?" Like, oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. oh, you have you have one thousand followers on YouTube, celebrity. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it'd be kind of tragic if they finally take off the mask and everyone's just like, literally, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by everyone, it's lit in the UK. It's Rita Ora, so it's literally her going. Oh, it's you. How does she? I don't get Rita Ora. I'm not going to waste well, we'll my get breath on that her. later. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to play. It's called Singer or Icon. Okay. Icon or Singer? Maybe it's Icon or Singer. Yeah, I think that's better. Icon, icon or, or singer. singer. Our first one is Gwen Stefani. Icon. And the person can be both, but I would agree. I think I think she is an icon. I agree, because she's more of a performance artist. She can sing. She's a performance but... artist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Marina Marina Abramovich <laughs> and, and Gwen, Gwen Stefani. Stefani. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, she it's like her her whole look is iconic. Yeah. Her her fashion. Yeah. We've talked about the problematic elements of it, but like she yeah all you know, even now on the voice i was i listened to the po- the, the previous podcast and sh- uh, the same time i was listening to it saw that gwen stefani was posting on instagram that she was doing like a kind of a video a music video for her new single that's like a retrospective of all her looks <gasps> and in it she bought back two Harajuku oh, girls. I guess she. I guess she can't not. And it's like you've really not like, learned. Oh god! I wonder if she brought them back yeah. with like a better treatment, a higher paycheck. Yeah, real names, higher paycheck, allowed to talk in public. I want to see this retrospective video. I was thinking about her, her hair. I, I was thinking about her hair, and I wonder if we'll find a correlation across our icons that they all have like. A hair that could be transformed into a wig, you know, like like oh. a, that she's a bit of a cartoon character, and that she's had pretty much the same hair her entire career. Like it's always that blonde, bleach blonde, except for in the yes. cool music video where she was brunette, oh. which was a cultural oh. reset. Oh, oh yeah, my goodness. or for that small time when she was like out of space and she had that blue hair. Mm. Oh, she's had different hair in like music videos a bit, like a few different looks. Like in, I think she had like reddish hair in one of the um, music videos for when she was with No Doubt. But yeah, for the most part, she's that bleach blonde, red lips. So Gwen Stefani, icon. Maybe that is the the, the definition of an icon is someone that's, I think I, I definitely take this into like a lot of my drag. Like I keep the same look because it makes you memorable and it gives you a distinctive, mm-hmm. like, thing. People correlate that to what you're doing. Yes. And I think that that is an iconic thing to do. So mm-hmm. maybe what we'll find is that with all the people that are icons, okay. have a distinctive look. Let's test our theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have one, Bex? Ariana Grande. Singer. I think oh. she's a singer and an icon. Yeah, because think about her high pony. If we're going with the hair thing. This is what got me thinking about it. She does have this iconic high pony, but primarily she's a singer. singer. Like she is one of the best singers out there. One of the best, one of the best famous singers out there. We should know. Mm. There's a lot of amazing singers that don't have the fame because they don't have the look, right? They don't have an iconic look. I mean, take into account Dreamgirls. There's for every Ariana Grande, there's an F.E.Y. It's true. Yes. Take into into consideration Mm. those, uh, those 
those fictional characters from that movie musical. <laughs> Don't forget. Let us not forget the dream girls. And let us not forget to dream, girls. girls. Dream. <laughs> okay, just may do you have uh, an uh, someone we can inspect? No, I've got to put it the out there. Geraldine Bernadette Estelle Halliwell. Jerry Halliwell. Ginger Spice. Got it. <laughs> yeah, full name. We only refer to her as her full name. Uh, you forgot Horner. Uh, sorry. Horner Nee Halliwell. Geraldine Bernadette Estelle yes. Horner Nee Halliwell. Uh, icon. Yeah. I'm going to go Icon because icon. I can't think of what her voice sounds like. That's for the best. But I can immediately call to mind her flag dress and her iconic hair oh wait rebecca can you explain to, <laughs> to our guests when you dressed up as as her what you ended up wearing i don't remember no wait am i getting it confused do you remember when we dressed up as the spice girls a dance marathon which we've mentioned on the podcast the 26 hours of dancing oh man you um, you borrowed a, a british flag tube top from my friend anna oh, shang cute and then and then i had a red you didn't have a red i wig. had a red bandana <laughs> on my head <laughs> I think you had a red beanie and a bandana under it, so it kind of looked like hair. Yeah, it was a very jank hair situation, but, you know, we had to make do and improvise in the midst of our dance marathon, just trying to survive out there. And, yeah, it was also like the beanie was quite hot as I was dancing, (laughs) but at least I had the tube top to kind of even it out. So a lot of airflow in the armpits, but, like, keeping all of the heat in the head. Sweaty head. Mm. So... Miss Geraldine, aka Jerry, Estelle, Bernadette, Hornany Halliwell. Uh, Her Royal Highness is an icon. Yes. Yeah. We never really came to a definitive decision on Ariana, except that she's definitely a singer. But only some of us think that she's both, or did we all agree? That I she think was she's both. both. Okay. I think the I test think of time will decide if she's an icon. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, there is an element of time related to yeah. this. Because it's like she's a current icon, but her her fame could fade. Yeah. And thus she could yeah. just be remembered as a singer. Yeah. A, a flash in the pan icon. Like me. <laughs> okay. Who's next? Uh, Dion Warwick. Too obscure? Both. I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> You follow Dion Warwick? What is she posting? I don't know. That's that's in my head. I was like, literally, don't know who that is, but I follow that person on Twitter. So Twitter yeah, icon. icon. <laughs> what kind of songs does Dion Warwick sing? Wait, are you sure you follow her on Twitter? This is this is Whitney Houston's. Isn't aunt. she dead? Maybe She's not dead. Wait, wait, is she dead? Oh, tweeting from beyond the grave. <laughs> Oh, no. I think she's dead. Okay, let me check and see if I really follow she her. She is still alive. She's 80 years old. Just like me. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> Hold on. I don't imagine she's very active on Twitter. I, but I... Okay. <laughs> I do not follow her, but I think that I must have a follow a person I follow who retweets her often. Because as soon as I clicked on her, it was the exact profile picture that had come to mind. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to okay, follow her wow. now and, and write my wrongs because it's never <laughs> too late. <laughs> could you read us um, her most recent tweet? Yes. Okay. Her. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember her bio. Iconic bio. I am not writing a bio. <laughs> <laughs> 
joined October 2012. Okay. Wow. And, oh, yeah, nice. Okay, so so somebody said, Dion Warwick, any thoughts about the rumors about James Harden getting traded? Don't know what this is referring to. Do you all know? Sounds sports related. And then she responded saying, I can confidently say no. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we got, I am not writing a bio. <laughs> and then her response to this person, I can confidently say no. Her pinned tweet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so so iconic. So I love this. Her pinned, no, her pinned tweet is um, a picture of her own tweet on, out, <laughs> like, as a billboard outside of a, store in new york um so it's a picture of her tweet as a billboard on the store in new york the picture of the tweet says please do not bring that foolishness into 2021 and then her comment on it the pin tweet what did i (laughs) what did i say (laughs) okay oh my god Wow. So I mean I think that that in itself has answered the question. Yes. That she is an icon. Icon. But she also is a, an amazing singer. Can any of us name okay. a song by Dionne Warwick? She sings an amazing version of um Say a Little Prayer. Mm, okay. Okay, well done. Yeah, and um thank you. Um is it I think it's called When Will I See You Again? When will I see you again? Oh, she sings, that's what friends are for. Oh, yeah. And oh, oh, the song I was thinking of is, I'll never love this way again. Yeah. Mm. Say a little prayer for you is uh, in multiple, it's listed multiple times. Oh, she also has a song called Deja Vu. I I think that's actually a a, uh, copy of the Beyonce version. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, it's her cover. It's just Cover her queen. being like, I told you this before. Uh, do you hear it again? I said, <laughs> I said what, what I said. said. <sighs> oh, oh my God. Okay, Icon. Mm. Okay, next up we have Salon. Ooh. Ooh I think this Sing one off. is That's difficult. hard. Because I love her as a musician, but she's not necessarily, like she can sing. But it's more about like mm. the overall vibe of her music than her actual. She really voice. can sing. Yeah. But and 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 she also is iconic. But she but is she's iconic. Like but specifically she's iconic. Once, I think like the moment in the elevator is extremely iconic. Oh, that's very iconic. Yeah. I was about to say if Solange came up to me in the street and punched me in the face, I wouldn't really know it was Solange. Oh. But if she did pull the face that she pulled when she left the elevator, <laughs> then I would know. If she okay. punched you, then pulled that face, you'd say, for you'd be like, hey, who are you? Oh. Oh, it's Solange. Hey, Solange. Especially if she did it and then walked out of an elevator. Yes. <laughs> she <laughs> is stunned. Oh, I mean, I love her so much. She kind of suffers from the Dion Warwick syndrome in that she is related to someone who is like one of the most famous people on earth and thus yeah. will always live in the shadow um, of the sibling, but also is lifted up by the relationship with the sibling. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I love Salam. Me too. I think she's I think she's both, but it's almost like she's low-key both. Yeah, she's a, she's a very, like... Um, she's very low-key both. Yeah, mute, not muted, uh, laid back. What is the word I'm looking for? Res- not reserved. She's basically the stoner of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's Snoop Dogg, there's... Um, so are we saying that uh, that she's a, she's a 
She's a, she's an icon and singer, but like reeled in a notch. She's like I think she's like Hercules. She's a demi icon. A demi icon and a <laughs> and a demi singer. <laughs> There's Demi Lovato, Demi Moore, and the demi demi <laughs> icon singer known as Salon. Okay, I think I think I'm happy with that that choice. Just May, do you have another person for us to scrutinize? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. Lindsay Lohan. <gasps> Ooh, Lindsay Lohan. I'm tired of Rima starting. I'm tired of being followed. It's a great song. But I know my answer. The icon. ultimate icon. <laughs> and you know what? If we were to if we were to apply star actress to her, I think she would be star over actress. I think she's a star icon combo. Mm. She shines so bright. But I think above singer, really, she is... A low-key rapper. <laughs> the, the elusive third category that we didn't discuss. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that no, everyone overlooks Lindsay Lohan and her ability to spit a bar. Mm. Well, and that's not sit on a bar. That's spit a bar. <laughs> she does know how to dance on a bar. Everyone's seen how she parties in Mykonos, bitch. Mean Girls is probably the most perfect movie. And so if she's our star of that film, then she's the perfect icon. But is she an actress in that film? Yeah. Well, well, we're not discussing her acting. We're discussing her iconography and yes, her singerdom. <laughs> and I will tell you right now, I watched the Lindsay Lohan Beach Club reality show. Oh my God. She trash. was iconic the entire time. She fired a girl and then unfired the girl because she saw that the girl had a lotus tattoo and Lindsay Lohan's sister has a lotus tattoo and she thought it was a sign. (laughs) An icon. Wow. Okay, well, as the the scores are in, Lindsay Lohan is an icon. icon. And I think she's the perfect icon for us to end this first trial game of Icon or Singer. Icon or Singer. I, are you an icon? Are you a singer? Are you an icon? Are you a singer? Icon or singer? Oh. Should I edit that into the beginning <laughs> of the game to introduce it? Yes, yes, yes. Please. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. This show is about getting it in all forms. But sometimes... Or not. Things are just too wild for even us to get. What don't we get, people? Je ne comprends pas. Ne comprendo. <laughs> don't. No, I don't get it. So, uh, what don't you get? Within pop culture, within culture, within the world at large, what is just confounding you in this moment, Shay? Mm. Yes, my one breath rant on today's society and culture today. <clears throat> God. <laughs> choking to death on my excitement the marvel cinematic universe's success over the dc universe i don't get it i don't understand marvel's popularity i don't think any of the heroes in it are that iconic i don't understand especially the avengers as a group i don't think they make any sense as a group like you've got the hulk who's like a bad science experiment you have a god from from the, the the Norse people, you have a robot man. Like, they don't go together. They don't look good aesthetically together. It doesn't make sense. Versus, you look at the Justice League, who are um, from the DC universe. 
they're all like aliens from other planets that have come to like protect Earth. You got Green Lantern, you got Superman, you got Wonder Woman. You do have uh, Batman who is not a from another planet, but he's iconic in himself. And you know what? The Justice League, what do they care about? Justice. Mm. The Avengers, what do they care about? Vengeance? (gasps) Hello? No, that is not what we need. We need justice. I am calling for justice. I am calling for racial equality. And I see that much more in the Justice League, who famously, the Green Lantern, has historically been African-American for many decades, versus the Avengers. That is a white mess. Also, it's all men. You got... Scarlett Johansson, who I, I'm sorry, I forgot. Scarlett Johansson is actually the greatest Asian act- actress. <laughs> yeah, ever. she's an Asian actress. I forgot about that. So they do have a person of color in the form of Scarlett Johansson. But you know, Marvel, Marvel's only good a thing that they have is the the X Men, and they are their movies have been shafted. There hasn't been a good X Men movie since the very first set of them. So I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm angry. I'm furious. I want to see. The Marvel Cinematic Universe collapse and crumble. And I also don't really want the DC Universe to do better either because I'm not really into superhero movies in general. But I don't get it. That was all (laughs) mumbo jumbo to me because I think I don't even get it more than (laughs) you don't get it. Do you know that Mumbo Jumbo is actually a villain from the DC Universe? (laughs) A magician, a magician villain. Now, I have been watching them with the locking down. It is true, there is a lot in it that I don't get. I don't get the fact that, like you said, you have a green man, a god, a man made of metal who's actually just very rich, who then just pays for normal people to be superheroes. And then on top of that, you then have random people like the man with the arrow, with the bow and arrow, and Scarlett Johansson, who have no powers whatsoever. And you're like, well, if you're fighting all these people from other yeah. planets that have who got like, just... lots of different special yeah, things, what? then how the hell are you going to survive? Because all you're doing is kicking and screaming. Girl, I mean, all all Scarlett Johansson has done her entire career is kick and scream, and somehow she's where, where, she, where she is. Well, so it, I mean, maybe it, it works for you. works for some. But I will say I've never watched any of the DC films. You know... The, the you didn't watch any of the Batman Dark Knight series? I did watch the Dark. I watched the Heath Ledger one. Yeah, but I don't like Batman. I don't like Superman either. Yeah. I don't. I'm not Christian I'm not Bale's saying, version of Batman with with the voice like this. It's just ridiculous. It's very just. It's just toxic masculinity. It is, and I think that's the problem with all these superhero films. I mean, the fact yeah. that it was literally called Infinity War. I was like, no. I no. that is the opposite of what I want. I want no war, infinitely infinite peace, bitch. Yes, infinite peace. Okay, oh. Reb, what gripe do you have with uh, our surroundings, our climate, our culture, our society? Hmm. There's so much to dig into, and so I've really honed in on probably one of the most important and urgent issues of our time. I don't get when in a teen drama, uh, a couple of characters are going on a mission or going on a vacation. Something goes wrong and they're forced to stay in a motel. There's sexual tension between a couple of characters that's been building and now they are forced to sleep in the same bed in said motel. When they lie down to have their faux platonic sleep, they almost always sleep 
on top of the top bed sheet with their shoes on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Keeping your shoes on and not going under the covers. I assume、yep. that this is because if the shoes come off, then soon the socks come off. Maybe toe play <laughs> is too tantalizing. Okay, I I guess that once you go under the covers, it's like what will happen underneath the sheets. The okay, heat. the heat underneath the sheets. Yes, thank you, but. This is disgusting. We know that motels do not often wash the top of bedspread. Oh God! And now you're going to put your nasty shoes on it. Who can fall asleep with shoes? I have only once fallen asleep with full-on boots on after a four loco <laughs> drenched my innards and put me into a coma as. Jason coddled my head and sang me the entirety of the Joni Mitchell <laughs> discography into my ears sweetly. But these characters are most usually not drunk when they are going to sleep. They are high on sexual tension, but they are otherwise sober and not even tired. Not tired. And so keeping shoes on. Oh no. Would. Makes absolutely no sense to me. I always find it incredibly awkward and unrealistic. And I think that you know they're gonna fuck eventually. So just take off the shoes, get underneath the sheets,、um, and minimize bacteria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wear a condom <laughs> or maximize the spread of bacteria.、Yeah. Spread it, it depends on the bacteria. Yes. <laughs> And、um, can I assume that this happened in a recent episode of One Tree Hill? It did with Peyton, <laughs> our iconic queer ally, Peyton Sawyer, and、uh, Lucas Scott on on their trip to go find her dad, who was potentially、oh、dead out at sea. Oh my God! Going to they had to go identify a body at a morgue, and you know slept. Slept overnight at the the motel, and there's the sexual tension is building. I remember this from an episode of The OC. I think maybe the one where they're going down to Tijuana. Yeah, I've seen it in season one. It happens often where two characters are lying on that bed, Convo- converse still tied. Like, well, I guess we should go to bed now. Like immediately lies down on top of the bed,、yeah. like switching off the light. Like you're not gonna fall、yes. asleep like that.、No. And they never brush their teeth. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about bacteria. <laughs> They never brush their teeth. I've never seen anyone brush their teeth in TV. Oh man, what are are, are there any iconic toothbrushing scenes? Yeah, that, like、mm-hmm. in I mean, like in soaps all the time. And as an avid EastEnders watcher, they always brush their teeth in it. They're like, it'll be like、oh. one of the first scenes in an episode is、oh. someone like, and for the listeners, <laughs> that was me brushing my teeth. Mm. Um, and then it will go on to a scene where they're in the cafe, living their best、oh. life. But you know, always a morning brusher. You never see them brushing、mm. their teeth at night. Oral hygiene. I- I'm surprised that soaps, which you know,、uh, are derivative of the word soap, <laughs> which is something that is antibacterial, <laughs> would 
allow for their name, their genre to be tarnished by all of this overnight dental bacteria. I watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy recently where one of the doctors is late for the carpool to the hospital. So she comes into the car with the toothbrush still in her mouth. No toothpaste in sight. But then what you can't do with it? But there was no toothpaste in her mouth. She's like fake brushing her teeth and then if she takes it out, she doesn't spit. There's no nothing. I'm like, you are a doctor, oh! but not a mouth doctor. Such an example. No, she was a brain surgeon. Yeah, it's amazing. And if she used her goddamn brain, she would have put some toothpaste on that toothbrush. But it's kind of like how there's never any coffee in the coffee cups. But what are you going to mm. do with that toothbrush all day at a hospital? Like, you're going to leave that in your locker. That locker, that locker is full of dead people germs. And then you're going to go home and brush your teeth with that toothbrush again. With those dead people germs Mm. on it. I mean, they're surrounded by dead people germs. All ding dang dying. That's how COVID started. Dr. May in the house. Grace and Hat May. So Dr. May, after you take that big old sip of wine, tell us, what don't you get? Now, I am between two pop culture things. And I don't get, I'm going for it. We spoke about her earlier. I've gone for the other of the two. I don't get Rita Ora. I don't get her. I don't get her because I don't understand the backstory of how she was supposedly sleeping with, allegedly, not my words on this podcast, but allegedly sleeping with Jay-Z and then Beyonce got angry or Rihanna, I'm not sure. And then she had a career as a pop star which was very bad, and you only had the songs in G-A-Y. And then she disappeared for upwards of three years, but then re-emerged on Britain and Ireland's Next Top Model to pay off her contract so she wouldn't have to be a singer anymore, but then bought out more singles and is now on The Masked Singer and flaunting flaunting the fact that she flouted covid rules what yeah she went and had a big old party for her birthday <gasps> she should be removed from television she, exactly i don't get Rita Ora. if you if we don't hold like celebrities accountable for disrespecting the rules of covid how do you expect you know j- average joe and jane and yeah. gender neutral j name to <laughs> to fucking obey the rules well she did uh, the mass singer was filmed before she did it in all, all fairness to them but she only said that like she would pay the fine because she got called called out on it. Because that for them it's just a money thing. They're like they're like oh I'll pay the fine. Yeah, I've got it. She was like I'm really sorry. Here's ten grand. Fucking bitches. And that ten grand was very easily given to her because at the moment she is doing a JD Sport commercial oh. and a Virgin commercial where she's a money. giant weird robot thing like Godzilla in a city telling people how good 5G is. Yeah, I do not get her because, you know, you, you mentioned that she hosted Top Model. She For a, for a brief period, yeah. she was hosting America's Top Model. That was it. She wasn't doing Britain and Ireland. She was doing America. Like, no one even knew who she was in America. She wasn't yeah. a model. She was a failed singer from the UK and suddenly she was yeah. hosting America's Next Top Model. <laughs> Rebecca, had you tuned out of ANTM by then? I certainly had. Yeah, I only watched it in the first couple seasons and then did remakes with my friends. It was iconic. I mean, for me, America's Next Top Model was only the first two episodes when Tyra made everyone cut the hair and then would send the person that she made have like 24-inch hair to a pixie crop 
she'd send them home first and it would be like thanks for coming always you've got a new haircut <laughs> It was always the person that got the the weirdest haircut who didn't want it because they suddenly yeah. felt really like out of body in their own skin. Yeah. So they didn't do well in the challenge. You've gone from having mm. a beautiful head of hair to a shaved head with purple spots on it. And thank you for coming. We've paid for your ticket home. See you soon at the reunion. Avida <laughs> Zane. Goodbye. Oh, I remember there was maybe it was the first season where the person who won she was beautiful and had this like fun gap between her two teeth that was season um, six and that was danielle <laughs> wow amazing that um, was the dental word and season. i just remember being like so sad that like she like got her tooth gap closed i just felt like i mean it's fine if it's her choice but i just felt like it wasn't her choice she was, pressur- she was pressured, pressured into, into it. it and it's such a fun, final thing it's not fine like hair grows but, but t- it's not fine. You're right. It's it's fine if Tyra Banks tells you to do it. <laughs> uh, yep. That's that's what that's how I live my life. Yep. If Tyra Banks tells me to do it. So in that season, uh, they couldn't close it completely because it was such a large gap. So she's luckily still had some gap, which is good. I feel like it was very her. Um, and they also one of the other girls that same season got full veneers. Joni had a snaggle tooth, and they gave her full veneers. So she had to go. She was in dental surgery for like. A total of something like 18 hours while doing a modeling competition. Oh my god. And she came in second. They were the top two. That was the season the way they went to (laughs) Thailand. And it was also the season where we like really met Sutan, who is the drag queen Raja, who went on to win third season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. Um, Speaking of Rita Ora, just for a hot second, I only found out in 2020 that she's not part black. Yeah, she's Armenian. She's a Albanian white woman. Do you know who else is Albanian? Dua Lipa. Mm. Wow. Another just a smidge of exoticism that white people are like, oh, so interesting. It's a no for me. I don't get it. I don't get it. Get into it. In honor of our guest here today, pop culture icon, the one and only Pete May, Just May, Nana May, Dr. May. Tyra May. We are going to be declaring some things for pop culture. We are going to be setting some cultural pop standards so that you know future generations know that here the year of our lord 2021 these figures were the top pop people we are going to be trying to declare Mm. each of our own pop holy trinities rebecca could you try to explain that better than i just did praise be (laughs) let's just all start with the a moment of prayer <laughs> for the... <laughs> because um, as Dionne Warwick would say, I say a little prayer for you. I say a little prayer for mm. you. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not get it twisted. <laughs> and if you need a replay, just, just ask Rihanna and and have a little deja vu because i'm not gonna say it again (laughs) you're gonna need to go back and check the tweets so what is the holy trinity of popular culture osriana i think importantly we have the original holy trinity the father the son and the holy spirit (laughs) and so i think we need to have the singer the performer and the icon. Ooh. The wait, the the singer, the performer, 
as yeah, the icon. the performer could be an actor, a performance artist, a... What are other versions of performers? I think they could be a drag performer. You know, any sort of performer. No more drag. Drag is cancelled. Too much drag. Uh, the singer. I mean, of course, they could also be an icon, but they need to be a singer. Yes. A voice that you cannot live without. Oh, yeah. And the most iconic pop culture person who's influenced your life. Whoa. Do we each get a th- all three? <laughs> we each get all three. Okay. I think I could do it. Yes. Okay. okay. See, this is why we needed you. So... My icon, obviously, my father. Your Holy Spirit. No, your Holy, your Holy. No, 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 no. It's not actually my father. No, it would. Be, the icon would be the top one. Wait, the father. Wait, what? Oh, father is God, isn't it? Yeah, the father, the son. What is the Holy, the Holy Spirit? Spirit? I don't know, like his spunk. It's what lives within all of us. It's like the bacteria on the bed sheets. It's his bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> that we carry with us on the bottom um, of our shoes yeah. or perhaps some in our behind our bowler or on a motel bed sheet <laughs> so my father my icon would be obviously Geraldine Bernadette Halliwell Horner because you know it has to be I've got a career based off the woman yes. you know she's got some problematic things that she's going through at the moment but also it all comes from a good place just Jerry don't vote Tory that's all I'll leave it with. Now, mm. my son would be, you know, the, the the very current one. It's it's the one that's with you at the moment. And this is performer. No, the singer. singer. Uh-huh. It would be the one that's with us at the moment. Okay, yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna go for quite a um uh, a, a topical one. We've mentioned her already, and I'm gonna go for Sophia Lispector because she did mm. do a, a a kitchen disco album, <gasps> oh. and in lockdown numero uno. She did every Friday or Saturday, she did like an hour's live on Facebook or Instagram live. She was in her kitchen with her family, with her husband from The Feeling. And she was uh, doing all of her songs and other songs, like just disco songs. And it was very good. It was very uplifting. Lovely feelings. And now she's brought it out as an album and it's very good. So that would be my, you know, it's very, it's here of the moment. She's been around for 33 years. She will be crucified soon. She's the sun. Yeah. The sun. She's the messiah. She, you know, she's, she's just revived. This This is is her, her she died and now she's back. Yes. Yeah. Resurrection. And my Holy Spirit, my performer, I'm gonna go for Miriam Margulies. She's been around for a while. She's like the bacteria on the shoe, but not in a bad way, in a good way. She's an old lady. You might not know her from name, but she is some kind of professor in uh, the Harry Potter films with plants. I don't know what one she is. Transphobia. But Miriam Margulies is an icon because... She's not my icon, but she is an icon because she has said so many absolutely amazing things Mm. watch any interview with her she is a 70 something year old woman who is of jewish heritage who um i think she lived through the first the second war yeah she was born in 41 so yes yeah yeah she uh is an actress. She's been an actress since she was young. She's 79. She is so. a lesbian. Yes. And she's been with her Australian partner for many a year. She, Her Australian partner, who she's with, is an academic and writes books about 
I can't remember if it's history or architecture. It might be the history of architecture. <laughs> yes, yes. I think we can safely yeah. say it is. It is indeed the, the history, history of architecture. Mrs. Margulies, the other Mrs. Margulies, <laughs> is a history of architecture professor. And she she says such iconic things. Like she she did she called out the Tories. She called out the Tories and said about how, you know, they'd fucked up everything. And if you have any, mm. if you have five minutes, just watch any Miriam Margulies show. I need to dig into... And it will brighten your day. Dig into her a bit more. Except for Harry Potter. She will cleanse your soul. She's the Holy cleanse Spirit. Your aura, but not Rita aura. That'll be spiritually affirming because she's your Holy Spirit. I love it. Very good. I'm so glad that you had that ready because we didn't give that to you in advance versus us. We both knew what it was and I have no idea what mine is yet. (laughs) Oh, I I love that you also were able to clarify some of the language around uh, Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yes. So I feel clarified. I feel purified. I feel ready to share mine. Oh, I'm excited. I'm moist. Okay. Okay. So beginning with my father, Lester Lee Limerick (laughs) Jr. (laughs) My father within the pop culture, Holy Trinity, my icon, mentioned briefly before this very podcast, Marina Abramovich. Marina is an icon because she is the most famous performance artist in the world and has had probably the most iconic breakup of the of anyone yeah. uh she and her she and her partner were uh you know they decided it was time to split and so they decided to start at either end of the great wall of china walk towards one another when they got to the middle they said their goodbyes and hugged and then they continued walking until they reached the other side each of them i don't know how long this took perhaps months (laughs) they stayed in the villages every night and were taken in and then continued walking i mean absolutely iconic uh and then years later apparently they they didn't see each other again for years till he showed Um, up at her he showed up at at moma in new york the artist is present she was sitting uh Staring, being present with people. The artist was present. She opened her eyes. There's footage of it. It's amazing. Oh, and then there he is. And of, and of course, there are so many other people. You know, I mean, every day she had interactions with people being present in the gallery for all of the opening hours, eight hours or whatnot. And then she's created her institute. She's inspired others. I was fortunate enough to take a workshop with her for about five days. I was waiting days. for that name drop. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. Uh, yeah, she's and she she taught me many personally taught me many things in that workshop, such as uh, that I have in no way incorporated into my daily life, <laughs> such as wake up before dawn oh. and take a poop because you don't want the toxins to rise with the sun in your body. So you're supposed to get up, poop and then go back to sleep okay. if you need. Um, so that the toxins don't rise with your body. If um, for every minute that you spend on your wow. phone on the day that's negative ions, um, you can counteract that by being um, underneath or near, say, a eucalyptus tree, which gives off positive ions. So if you're going to use your phone for, let's say, five hours a day, then you should also <laughs> counteract that by sitting under or lying under a eucalyptus tree for five hours a day. You've got to be in a very specific um, climate. To have a eucalyptus tree. <laughs> there, there must be many other trees that um, give off positive ions. Perhaps all Could trees. Could you do the 
be on your phone while under eucalyptus tree? Yes. I think that would cancel it out. I think that'd perfect. be perfect. It yeah, would be a neutral, neutral, the neutral, neutral effect. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, and she also, she's like totally on board with um, the monochrome color, you know, matchy, matchy. Oh, yeah. Uh, that we have been touting for years. Uh, she told all of us, you know, green is the color of communication. So if you're going to have like a big, you know, conversation with someone, we're all green wow. or like, you know, Monday is moon day. So we're all silver every Monday or, um, you know, that. like the power of just wearing all red and like who you'll attract and like how passionate your discussions or interactions will be, you know? So she really believes in the power of colors yes. as well. Oh, I'm oh. on board with that. Oh, Sign me up. her. Okay. Uh, she once tucked me into bed. <gasps> yes, you went to the the thing at, um, at the, the serpentine. serpentine, and um, she. It starts with everyone in a big circle, and you're all holding hands. Which, as someone that already hates physical contact, was highly awkward for me. But then she would come around, and she would touch certain people on the sh- on the shoulder, as well as her assistants would do this as well. Um, and she came and touched me on the shoulder and took me to the next room and tucked me into a bed and said, shut your eyes and meditate. And I said, okay, Marina. <laughs> okay, Marina. I know she's like super intense because she's lived her entire life in an experimental way, but she's actually a very like loving and you know gentle person, I think. And I will say that the potential not saying that she has had it but the alleged work that she may or may not have had on her face Mm. is phenomenal Mm. and you cannot see (laughs) a stitch of it (laughs) the true that's why she's an icon okay my son my messiah uh my singer uh younger than marina um younger than my eventual holy spirit but you know been with us and been at the game for quite some time probably many people's messiah son singer has got to be beyonce beyonce Knowles carter she's you know she's just the best there is and when i think of the most exciting moment in in pop culture vocal recent vocal history i think of love on top and how she just continues to go up and up and up and you think that it's going to stop, but she just keeps going up the octave. And that is a thrill. Of course, Lemonade. I mean, wow. Beyonce's self-titled Beyonce. Okay. I am Sasha Pierce. Yes. Ooh, I mean, yes. just... Four. Four is my favorite album. Oh, a, a voice that can move me. A voice that can move a generation. Can I be um, slightly controversial? Okay. Yes. You may. Um, I don't dislike Beyonce, and I will listen to Beyonce songs, but I don't, I don't get the hype. <gasps> like she's amazing. She looks amazing. Everything's amazing. It's so well put together. But for me, I mean, it sh- sh- I don't know. It just it doesn't hit. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't hit the spot. It's like having. She's good sex, but it's not great sex. I mean, I mean. You do have to take into account that, like, um, you're not a woman of color. Or, or I know, I know it will shock a lot. You're of a people. Gin, you're a ginger woman. You're a ginger woman, which is why you have yeah. Jerry Howard. Yeah. <laughs> it will shock a lot of people listening. But I'm also not 
a real woman. Oh no. You are if you want to be. Trey. What the hell is a real woman? Gender is a construct. Trey. I mean, I am also not a woman of color. <laughs> but I... But you are a colorful woman. <laughs> I am a colorful woman. And I... Oh, man. Beyonce's, like, the power in her voice, the mm. control in her voice. When I saw her live... All of these her, things... agree with yes i know right it's just right how it how it hits for you for me like the song rocket i feel like i'm very turned on by that song so in terms of the great sex like i'm like oh i think it's great sex oh yeah but i will say i do love partition yeah Mm. that's a hot that's a bop oh so i think i was once asked like marry fuck kill and i was given beyonce rihanna and solange and uh i i very much struggled and unfortunately in Actually, it wasn't a Mary Fuck Kill because I don't believe in killing. Okay, let me let me repeat that. I was once, um, me and Reb were playing our version of Mary Snog Avoid, which is become, betray, betroth. And I unfortunately betrayed Beyonce. Mm. But the thing is, I think she would understand. I think she's a very understanding person. Versus if you yeah. betrayed Rihanna, I think you'd be Oh, blocked. she she would cut you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you would be man down. Mm. Tran down. Tran down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're now going to bow down to the final point of the triangle. My Holy Spirit, my all-time favorite performer, the one who has inspired me and given me life, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett? (laughs) Yes, Carol Burnett. The Carol Burnett show, you know, probably two decades of you know comedy uh well she's the one woman show the the silliest most out there artistic risk taking not afraid to be you know bizarre and yes. uh ugly when i think of her in once upon a mattress she played winifred and um her song shy the way that her voice moves she's kind of like a frog she's got such a good voice yes. oh that when i was in middle school i auditioned for that part i was too young i ended up being princess number 12 but i wanted to be winifred so badly in order to just be that weirdo she was such a weirdo and she was like a woman doing it on tv being funny uh being smart, writing her own material, getting to play every character, dressing up in wild wigs. She just did it all and paved the way for so many others. And she continues in her 80s to just be like a kook and like so unique and has such stage presence. So I just love her as a weirdo. And as far as I know, she hasn't done anything too problematic i mean there's probably been some impressions over the years but i get the sense that everything she does with kind of love and curiosity of spirit and people talk about how great she is to work with many years later so i think she's stood the test of time in terms of her influence and her performativity wow it is a perfect place to end on carol burnett because I have selected one of Carol Burnett's best friends. <gasps> Let's hear it. My my father, my one and only, my favorite icon, icon <laughs> is 
Julie Andrews. Oh, yes. There is some amazing footage of them together doing their like two person shows. Um, of course. Uh, You're So London is so, such a good one because they're like talking about the differences between America and England. But Julie Andrews is an icon because how could you say she's not? She's an international star. She's a singer. She's an actress. She has persevered through the loss of her voice, which I think is one of the greatest cultural tragedies of this decade this this century this generation (laughs) so she is up there for me obviously like sound of music and mary poppins were very influential in my life and then Mm -hmm. later on um if you haven't seen victor victoria where she plays a woman playing a man playing a woman i believe Mm -hmm. gender ended with that film so i'd like to thank Mm. i would like to thank her and then they made that movie in the 80s and then in the 90s she was in she was playing the same role on broadway and it was doing this iconic note where she like in one note Go, jumps like across four octaves it was doing that every night that fucked her voice and that's why she ended up having to get the procedure where they nicked her vocal thing and that's why we lost her voice oh. so julie andrews is my father my child my my son my messiah my singer my son my singer is janelle monet mm. Yes. Who who could have fit in kind of any category, like iconic fashion, yeah. great songs, great dancing, also an amazing actress. actress. Yeah, a great actress. But just like her stances on everything about gender and race, like she has such a position and she uses it. And I think she's just over the top incredible. Um, her live concert was one of my favorite things ever. Best night ever. The audience was like, just the audience at a Janelle Monet concert is like, the type of people you want to be around. Oh, agreed. And then my Holy Spirit, who is a performer, but could also fit into any of these categories, any of my three, or I all iconic in every way, is Dolly fucking Parton. Oh, yes. So good. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe that we didn't all do her. Oh, yeah, I mean. What are we thinking? Uh, you know, top top dog in my life she is so good she recently absolutely slayed rupaul in an interview between them uh-huh because he was saying that he was trying to say that like they were similar like they they, they both because she she'll refer to herself as doing drag you know getting up in drag um and she was like no we're not because i would never come out of a house looking like you She's like, when I'm out, I am fully out. You know, I am always on. And she was like, I don't switch it on and off like you. Like, this is me. This is, this is, this is the level that I'm at. It was so good. He like thought he was like, yeah, you and I. And that's why she's a queer icon. She is a queer icon. Also, like her little TV show on Netflix called Heartstrings, which was not good. But the second episode had a non-binary character where they explained in the episode what non-binary meant. And we were dealing with like a homophobic Southern family. And it was like, hello, representation. And we all learn that a nublet, niblet, niblet? Nibbling. Nibbling is a nephew or niece. Yeah. A non-binary nephew or niece. And I love the video of Dolly Parton saying, and of course Black Lives Matter. If us white people think we're the only ones that matter, they're stupid. Like she just had this great like succinct quote like, D- why why do we even need to talk about it duh like she's yeah she's on it she's been amazing always so my holy I mean, and she basically funded the vaccine so yes we... thank you dr parton 
Dr. Parton. Oh my God. I loved Dolly Parton's America. The podcast. Podcast series. I learned so much more about her and her influence. Also listen to Dolly talking to Jessie Ware and her mum on their podcast because as like, you know, they can be kind of annoying, the two of them, but they are great when they're talking to her because they kind of delve in. Jessie Ware is a bit too like, Oh my god, Dolly Parton, you're amazing. Oh. And it's like, just ask her some questions. Ask her questions. Stop licking her asshole. That's what everyone does. Speaking of licking assholes, I think it's <laughs> I think we need to get to our final segment. <laughs> yes. Get it, get it, get it on. Get it on. Ow. Wow. Get it on. Yeah. All right, I think it's time to get it on. Wow, We're getting wow. out of church. We're taking off our converse. <laughs> We're gonna get it on in this scandalous final section of the podcast where Pete May is going to tell us a delicious, juicy story. Take it away. So I had to really think about which one of my stories I wanted to share with the tens of twelves of people today listening. And I've gone for Mm. the Wank Club. Now, the Wank Club is a story that takes place a year ago, almost to the day. Oh, my goodness. The anniversary of the Wank Club. The Anno of the Wank. I was casually seeing a fellow who was in his... He was slightly older, had a, had a very good job. He, you know, we, we had a couple of drinks together. It was a lovely time. And then... After that day, he messaged me about a week later and said, hey, I'm going to go to a club tonight. Do you want to come? And I was like, it's a Monday. It's the start of January. Mm, What is it? And he said, it's a wank club (laughs) where there will be upwards of 80 to 100 men all masturbating in a room together. And I said, hey, what? No, not for me. And then he said, well, I'm going to go anyway. And I wanted to get in this man's pants. And I thought, hey, if I have to go through 80 to 100 men to do so, (laughs) maybe I'll do that. (laughs) So I agreed. And he also said, we're meeting in this pub around the corner from it. And I'm meeting another guy who I've never met before and he'd never met before who would like to come as well. And I said, okay, that's fine. I'll see you there. And then this other guy messaged me and said, I'll be at the cl- at the pub at 6.30 and I'm wearing a orange jumper. So I then had to work out what I was going to wear to go to this club where I was going to be naked so that this man would recognise me. And I just said, I'll be wearing blue jeans and a black t-shirt, but I have ginger hair so you can't miss me. And he didn't. Anyway, so I get there. We meet, we have a drink to the pub. The pub which is round the corner from this club. Now, this club used to be a normal club, like a, a club club, a dance club. It wasn't... Was it always queer? Or it was queer the whole time I lived it in It was London. queer. It was queer the whole time, yeah. And this club then got sold on and it became a sex club. And on a Monday, once a month, it would do this wank club. Now, this pub round the corner, every Monday when they're about to do this wank club, fills up with men 
between the ages of 20 to 80 <laughs> who are going to this pub to have a libation before, before. they have some more libations. Yes, it, mm. it, 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 we're back in church and we're having libation after libation. Libation after libation after masturbation. <laughs> and there was a weird thing that happened in the toilet. <gasps> so I went to the toilet, I had a wee, and there was a guy in there and he smelled. And I was like, I know that smell. And it wasn't like, it was a B.O. smell, but it was a distinctive B.O. smell. Hmm. And I was like, I know that smell. And I had to do like my mental file facts of like putting that smell in all the places that I would have smelled it in my head. And I was like, boo, 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 until the smell correlated to a place. And then I put myself in the place and I worked out that man two weeks previously had come to my sold out show at the karaoke hall oh my god where i had done a game that you had to do a confession no way his confession won and i remembered the smell because he came up on stage with his partner and i thought to myself my god this man needs a shower (laughs) anyway we then get to the club it's very weird it's very awkward wait was it the guy was he it was the guy and i thought to myself i bet he's going to the wank club as well and you know what he did <laughs> so we get to the wank club and it's underwear optional but you have to wear shoes oh. so okay. there's every you, very teen drama i would no. not want anyone barefoot <laughs> no, on those get floors completely butt naked you put your clothes in a laundry bag and you hand it into this poor man that's sitting on the cloak chair wow and he's sitting there and it's like just these naked men with their semi-erections handing in a bag like hello thank you oh my god and then you go in you have a drink you've got a little baggie with a drinks token in and uh, a key so you, you could get back your your bag and um everyone was in there having a go on themselves having a lovely time no one would really talk they would just shake penises yeah. <laughs> No shaking hands, no just shaking, shaking willies. Ha- and it was a lot of like little little cubicles, a little little odd bits happening here and there. But then later in the night, after I kind of warmed into it and got my bearings for the place, I went into a different room to the one I was in with the guy that I went with. And there was a, a little gaggle of men, probably about four a gaggle or five. gagging, were they all like <laughs> No, there was no gagging allowed. Oh really? Only masturbation. You could okay. be khaki on someone. Like, someone could be on, like, a floor or a table oh, or something God. and have everyone, like, bah, 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 on their face. Oh, no. But you couldn't. <laughs> no sucking. And fucking was very frowned upon. <laughs> Just, Just like, like church. church. But um, I went into this room, a gaggle of men. They're all standing around and they kind of, like, edge me over. They're like, come over here. That's a wrong turn of phrase to use when you're talking about this. Yeah, they edge you over, they, come like, over. They're come over here. So I go over and they're, like, all leaning on each other, like, huh, huh, kind of like, like, kind of like a rugby scrum. <laughs> all jerking each other off. And then um, I get that smell again. And it's not dark in there, but it is, like, the lights are down. and I get the smell again and I go oh my god that's him and I have very distinctive nails but I had taken them off like I took the nail polish off and I trimmed them down so they were long but not obscenely long like they normally are I don't think he clicked that it was me because obviously I was in drag the first time we met but um I made that man ejaculate okay (laughs) yeah anyway so that happens a few more times throughout the night um, and then when I finally do 
finish, I think to myself, God, I've been in here hours. I'd actually been in there for about <laughs> hour and a half. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're fapping off. So I go to myself, do you know what? I'm going to give myself a wipe down, get off all this questionable semen from multiple men and <laughs> merrily toddle my way home. Um, so I go get my bag back looking quite shameful of myself like hello this is my bag please can I have it and then I go and put it all on and go to the toilet now I get shy I'm like oh I need a wee I'm gonna lock this cubicle door and a man looked at me and he was like everyone's just masturbated together and you're now locking a cubicle door doesn't really make sense and I was like I'm about to have a wee <laughs> anyway I then have my wee go to wash my hand and strangely no tap in this place works. No. I tried three different taps. Ew. Not one worked. Oh, God. So I kind of had to, like, I think I found a wet wipe or something and used that and left. And I was like, I'm really hungry. I need to eat. So I went to KFC, which was just around the corner, and got myself a vegan, chicken vegan burger. Satan burger. And, um... As I was eating it, I thought, God, this smells really bad. And then I realised it was my hands. No, no. And that's how I got it at the start of 2020. Oh, gosh. At least you got, at least you got, got it on before the pandemic. I mean, I got it on during the pandemic a couple of times. But in the breaks, in the in, the, in, the in between times, not yes. when it was locking down. We were lucky yeah. in England to have a few eases so that people could uh, get, get it, it out. out. Thank you for the enlightening tale of the wank club. I've never... <laughs> been invited to such a club before oh my the whole time i was so curious about like the outfits that people were wearing until you finally got there and told me that <laughs> i thought maybe like people would still be wearing tops or like you know no, no robes, tops book robes nope, silk robes Nikki bodies some people did have like fetish underwear on, okay and there was one guy who had like a, a singlet yeah but it had like a zip where the crotch yeah. is. Oh, easy access. A conventional, yeah, not a zip in a conventional up-down way. It was a side-to-side mm. zip. Oh. Which is something that very much sticks in my mm. head. <laughs> You'll never forget that side-to-side <laughs> zipper. You'll never look at a zipper the same no. way. No. And it was the first time I had actually used poppers in oh. a sexual way. This is big. Yeah. I was I'm very naive. I'd never used poppers in a sexual way until then. Well, this was so Just fun. Just thank you for being so our glad. second guest and our second listener, really. <laughs> I'm sad to say I probably won't listen to the episode as I listened, as I experienced it firsthand. Oh, you'll have to listen in the end. I oh, will have to listen. have to. We got to have that listener count get up there. And you, if you listening, you at home, the listeners, if you've been listening to our show, you might just be our next guest. <gasps> Reach out. Yeah. We are planning on doing an advice segment sometime soon. I'm not the person to get for that. Don't let me give anyone advice. Thank you for popping popping culture with us. I hope that uh, everyone feels popped off, pop, popped in, pop, popping, popping, pop the corn. Pop the corn and feed the children. I feel locked, popped and locked. Pop bottles in the club. Yes, we do. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, and share with any of your friends who you know will get it. 
You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at WorldWideReb, W-U-R-L-D-W-I-D-E-R-E-B. My website is RebLArt.space, and you can find my eco-sexual pop music on any streaming platform. The name is Eka Echo, E-C-C-A-E-C-H-O. You can find me, Shay Shay, on Instagram at Shay Shay Show. On Facebook, I'm The Shay Shay Show. My website is shayshay.show, and you can email me at heyhey at shayshay.show. Today's episode of Get It is brought to you by Discounted Cinnamon Bun Scented Candles and the Anti-Anti-Vax Movement. Get It is produced by Shay Shay and Reb. Our theme music is the karaoke version of the Eka Echo song, Stamina, produced by Alex Julian Leeds. Get in touch by popping the proverbial pimple of your own self-doubt. Get it!